0: Good evening ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for some laughs, are you?
1: Just remember, when it comes to hate mail, we read it first, and we know where you drive. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? And Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. Can you dig it? Hey everybody,
2: this is Anything Goes for the week of June twentieth. This week's show, we interview two comedians. We interview Bobby Mayer and John Hastings. Bobby resides in the UK, and John Hastings is on his way to the UK. So it's going to be one of those shows where we probably are talking about various British things, David. Some
0: British British stuff along British the way. Some British things
2: along the way. He
0: hasn't picked up an accent or anything like that. He's not no. referring to the toilet as the loo, no, or any of that pretentious you, hipster bullshit. Or when you, people come over and they adopt, his, oh, we're off to the pub now. It's like where the you know,
2: where did you get that from? <laughs> well, he, he did hide his top cap, uh, top hat, and cane, so
0: <laughs> and his top cat.
2: Yeah, top cat. Top um. Cat. um
0: uh, we just had a Father's Day this week, and how yeah. numb are you from that? Does that mean...
2: Eh, you know, it was a day I didn't have to yell at my kids. You know, that was about it. They were on pretty good behavior. But other than that... You know, I was up so late the night before till like almost 3:30 in the morning doing a North by Northeast show, which I'll get into later. So I didn't really get much sleep. So I wasn't in the best mood for Father's Day. But my kids made me some nice things, and you know, you have to act like they it's made good. you nice things. Yeah, they made you know, little, they little you? buttons that say, you know, Great Dad, and stuff one like dad? that. Yeah, that kind yeah. of thing.
0: You know? No one ever questions that title, Number One Dad. <laughs> there's, and, yeah, you know,
2: there's no, there's no uh, until like, you
0: die, and then there's now Dad's dead, and I can tell him all the weirdo things he used to do. That's right. Mm-hmm.
2: That's when the one man show comes out. Yeah,
0: exactly. My
2: my daddy dearest
0: <laughs> um yeah my my dad's magic fingers.
2: <laughs> I did uh, My
0: dad's disposable gloves.
2: That's right. I did I, North by Northeast this weekend. Oh, and, and, uh, and,
0: and complain about that.
2: It was uh, pretty sad. I did one show at the Monarch Tavern. It was like 2.50 in the morning. Everybody was drunk and it was talkative. and It was literally like talking into a jet engine. So three minutes in, uh, for the first time in a long time, I just said, you know what? I respect my act more than this room. And I walked off stage after three minutes instead of doing 10. I just was like, I'm too old for this shit and I'm too... Too much of a bitter guy, I guess. I'm not doing it.
0: You, so you are now officially too old for sh- that shit. I am, yeah. Yeah, you confessed earlier uh, before we the microphones turned on yeah. that you're too old for uh, uh, frozen drinks. Like uh, yeah,
2: yeah, like Slurpees at Seven like Eleven, Slurpees and Slurpees and yeah.
0: Ice pu- and Ices and things like that. And you just can't handle them anymore. Yeah,
2: the last two months I took my kid to have them twice, and both times I thought I was gonna have a heart attack.
0: And what does your kid do? Just uh, jump up and down with excitement when he he, he
2: kind of laughs. He drinks them faster, and he's like, "Yeah, no, do this, do this. It might help." I'm like, "No, it doesn't help." i think I'm gonna have a heart attack
0: but, like, but when you're a kid, you get them, and you don't think it's gonna lead to anything, right, I think the older that you get, the more of a freeze braining headache, yeah, is, and the
2: neck gets sore well, fuck and- you up. It's just like it's, I love them, and it's so bad because well, it's like, you don't it's know like, about
0: heart attacks.
2: It's like fucking heart, hot dogs. You shouldn't have hot dogs, but they taste so good. And I've got reflux; I can't eat them anymore. So I'm like, if I have a hot dog and a Slurpee and then die, that'd be heaven. Heaven, man.
0: <sighs> Is that the way you want to go? That's out? That's how I want to go out. He died doing what he loved. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Treating his body like a uh, a sewage plant. Like a temple. Yeah.
2: Like a temple. Yeah. In a sewer of shit.
0: A temple that would uh, easily implode at any moment with yeah. all the uh, dynamite that's gone. And what did you do this weekend, David, Ma- uh, David? I almost
2: called, you, Dave, almost called you something else there. What? Dave
0: Martin. Dave what what Martin. were you almost going to call I me? almost called
2: you David Mary. That's
0: weird. That, I, I, I heard Mary. a Mary coming out there. Yeah. Has he been booked on this show? Uh, he's going to come on in the okay. future. Yep. There's a lot of people that want to come on this show, though. I do get a lot of people. And every time I run into someone, I, I want to promise them. I want to say, hey, you can come on. And, uh, but you'd be surprised. Is... Everybody asks you, but
2: they never contact me.
0: Never? Really? They
2: rarely contact me. It's oh. the weirdest thing.
0: And then I just keep pe- passing people over to you. And, and they then, never contact and me. And then they yet they don't contact you here. No. Uh, do you ever feel that you're unapproachable?
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, I think some people. But, you know, <laughs> so, some people, a some, lot of people. A lo- I think a lot of people. A
0: lot of people. But, you know, Facebook, you don't have to approach me. Just send me a message. No, but I think people are even worried about what you might do on Facebook. Really? Yeah. You you started like wars there, and I think yeah. that you were... What
2: kind of war am I going to start with? No, you can't come on the show.
0: There, you just started one. Well,
2: you know, some people Someone's need going to be walk told. away
0: with uh, Darren Frost. some me. people
2: are a bad uh, bad interview, or I know they're going to be bad. I mean, we learned our lesson a couple weeks ago with someone we both thought wouldn't go well, and it didn't. So,
0: uh, and someone, uh, uh, yeah, that example I think is still uh, downloadable if you go yes. to our Facebook site. Yeah, and you can find the set that uh, no one wanted to have. That particular individual did not want to have heard. Yeah. What, no, uh, did you think that you were going to be a, a father of, of three? Do you, I mean, do you still wake up in the morning and just go, what the fuck happened well, to Well, two me?
2: of my kids are born on the pill, so what does that tell you? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like
0: how? Yeah. See, that would be terrible if you knew. Well, Scary. obviously you knew that your wife was on the pill. Yeah. Wouldn't you still want to pull out anyways? Or is it just coming inside is just something like, it, just cleaner, lesser well, the clean can up afterwards? You do it afterwards? a thousand
2: times. You're going to do it every single time? No. And it's always a time you
0: don't pull out, and that's when it gets really? pregnant. Yeah. Oh. Well, then why is she on the pill in the first place? Well, yeah. If you're pulling out a I don't know.
2: Times. Talk to the fucking the pill company. The 99.9%. The, the <laughs> I'll
0: just look up in the phone book the pill yeah, company. The pill, yeah, pill company.
2: 1-800-Dial-The-Pill. That's, that's their number.
0: That's how you know that you got a good product is that everyone? when you say the pill, everyone knows exactly what you're talking well, about. Well, fucking right you do, yeah. yeah.
2: It's like Kleenex and the pill. It's the same thing.
0: Well, Kleenex is a brand name.
2: Yeah, But but everyone calls it that whether it's the brand or not. Well, it's like Xerox. Same thing with the pill, right? It's yeah. like, yeah.
0: I, uh... I thought the other day that if I were to have a, a son, and I don't, do you think are are your parents happy that you gave them grandkids?
2: Uh, my
0: sisters gave them grandkids,
2: so yeah. I, I don't know if it's it makes them any happy. See, I have no.
0: There's nobody. This DNA stops right here. Some possibly for the best, but right. sometimes I feel like maybe my. I don't know. I don't I don't know if my parents want a... Uh,
2: they want a grandkid.
0: They want a grandkid? Yeah, sure they, they never looked that... They never seemed that enthusiastic about having me, though.
2: Yeah. They but never, you'd be not... surprised. It would skip a generation.
0: Really? Yeah, because... And they would just the, see...
2: The one thing is, like, my parents, even with my sister's kids, they were... Like, my mom was a grandmother in her early 30s, like, literally. So it's a different time. Now right. she's in her 50s and 60s. They have time. They want to be around kids. In their 30s, not so much. So maybe your parents were the same way. When you were born, they weren't that, you know... <laughs> You know. Wait,
0: what, they weren't that thrilled? No, well, not so much thrilled. No, but I get that. Uh, but,
2: but what I mean is they're in a different time in their life. Maybe now a kid around would be exciting because they have more time to do it.
0: Uh, I don't know. They, no, I don't think so. No,
2: well, I don't, I, I don't so. know. I don't know your parents. They, know they,
0: uh, well, they never seemed to be that thrilled about being married either. Right. And they never expressed it openly. Right. Uh, I don't ever remember walking in on them fucking. Right. Um, My kid did. Yeah? yeah, your your kid walked yeah. in on my parents fucking. Yes, holy shit! It he awkward. gets around. He does. Give me the phone. I want to ask him how <laughs> <Yeah>. it was. <laughs> he said he said it was pretty fucking awkward. Has my mom trimmed that thing? I remember while her walking out of the shower at one point. I, as uh, a,
2: I, yeah, well, it, it was as, trimmed as a
0: young twenty year old. no, uh, I was. Uh, it was. It I was, was trimmed. No, he said. No, yeah, you didn't? you didn't say that. Yeah. Okay. He did not
2: sing ZZ Top, so you're fine. Oh,
0: thank goodness. Uh, I, uh, did your, and your kids take you out at all? Do no. they do? No, no. We didn't do anything special like that. Because they don't earn any money or anything like right, that. They right. can't.
2: We just went and picked, uh, like, strawberries. <laughs> that's what you do on Father's
0: Day. Huh. Yeah, it's a very manly <laughs> thing right. to do. Yeah, that's mm-hmm.
2: right. Let's pick something that's going to make my hands will be all bl- bloody red when we're done.
0: All right, well. We'll leave that one alone. I'm not going to, I'm not going to throw in a, uh, walking the red carpet joke.
2: No. No, uh, I think you should stay away from that one.
0: Okay. Good. Uh, now, so, I think this is interesting. wait, wait before you okay. get into
2: that, you you worked with someone recently that and you wanted to bring this up,
0: oh, when comedians laugh will yes. giggle their way through their ass yes, yes. I did that's work very annoying. I did someone uh, I did work with someone this weekend, uh, oh shit, I was gonna say I was supposed to say I wanted to say possibly this weekend, but you know, if you're really interested, you could figure out who I worked with, yeah, um, and good comic. Uh, everyone enjoyed her, sure. but it's that trick that comedians do when people giggle through Which their act. Which I acts. fucking hate. Now, why do you hate that? Because it's fake. Do you fi- you don't ever fake anything just to, sh- to give y- you that weight to what? the audience? That, that, about, that's like, true. Hey, I'm kidding about the aborted baby that I just slipped that, on and did a pratfall. I,
2: I know. You know what? That's true because there are forces in my act, and right. I know that's fake. But when you constantly when you laugh the whole way through your act, yeah, like you're this, you can't believe how f- funny this joke is. Right. It's like, come on, man, that's Cause,
0: fake. Because there's moments where I'm like. Telling like a uh, uh, there's a joke I have about a kid having a uh, a computer chip in his head yep. and if he gets lost. Oh, you know, through a series of GPS tracking devices, you'll be able to find your kid, or you'll just find his head. I love that joke. Right? Yeah. It's a good joke. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it at the end, at the root of the joke, there is a dead baby in it, right? Right. right. And uh, I try to put a positive spin on it as much as I can. <laughs> but you know, it's the kind of thing if I don't. Sort the of parents left, didn't love that baby. If I, if I, well, no, I, I say, sin. hey, you know what? If you know what? If when you put a chip here in his head and then put one in his shoulder, and if those chips get separated, maybe call off the search a little bit. Yeah, all right. Yeah. We all. Want to have a nice memorial for Billy, but it's all just going to end up on your mantelpiece. Big fucking right, deal. Other right. crimes are going on out there. But if I don't laugh through that thing, then it really is like, oh shit. They, you know, they see the deadness in my eyes because I've heard the told the joke so many times. Right. And even there's a voice in my head going, this is a joke about a dead baby. Why are you doing this now? Why are you closing with this? But it's sort of like you do have to do that a bit. But when people do it throughout it. The whole way
2: through. I don't mind, like I said, a few times, I guess, because I'm justifying my own forces in my act. But I don't know. I, I I really turn off very quickly when I see that. I don't know of any comic that I've admired that does that.
0: It's it's pretty hard is for there anyone me for you? to think of one. No, I can't think of one. No. no.
2: Like most of the, I don't know any, of the, any unless that's a character trick, like there's characters that do that, kind of have a little weird laugh all the way through. That's a little different. But Hunt's
0: kind of does it, but he doesn't. But he, that's a
2: character thing. That's but he a pulls character. back on the
0: laugh. But you could say that every comic's a character on stage.
2: Yeah, but I mean, that's a defined character thing, His laugh.
0: Yeah.
2: It's a little different than a comic who's laughing because they're trying to make it seem like, oh, I'm so funny, I'm making myself laugh.
0: Yeah, it was sort of. When oh wow, well you seem to enjoy yourself yeah. the entire show, right? Yeah, well that's, I'm glad you did because we didn't. Well, no, but see, but think people do. Yeah. But I think it's you know it's just maybe it's just bitter comedians. Well, let's keep, we'll,
2: we'll bring that comic on the show and ask that comic why they do that.
0: No, apparently uh, we're not going to have her on the show because you hate her, and uh, it's That's something. What she says. Well, she just says that. Yeah. Oh, now I have revealed that it's a she. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, well, Eventually, but, I'm
2: going to get you to say her name.
0: Uh, you're not going to get me to say the name. Right.
2: Oh, Mc. Oh, oh McDonald. Oh, hey, well, now you've said
0: it. Yeah. That's your fault. Yeah. Why do you hate her so much? I don't hate <laughs> her.
2: I've got no problem with her. I've had a history with her. She apologized to me about what. She did one time, and I've always told people that story. When they say things about her, I said, hey, she's fine with me. Okay. She owned up to, you know, doing something, and I'm cool with it.
0: I defended you, and I said that you actually don't hate her. I don't. You know know
2: what what happens? Because people think they should get on the show right away, they don't realize I've pre-booked the show two or three months. Right. And it's not easy when you got a ton of people emailing you at one time. Now, no no one's really calling me. But for a while
0: there, I booked up for right. like two and a half months. There's people that still want to do it, though. Sure. Oh, there's loads of people that still right. want to do it. Mike Wilmot wants to come back yeah, on. Yeah, he's
2: going to come back on.
0: We tweeted his uh, interview from our uh, first, I think, the first month of shows that we did.
2: You know what? That one holds up still. Because, we, yeah, we, we did a lot of kind of current things in the news and we all had fun oh. and we were joking around. I remember that interview quite well. It was the one we did right after Mark Marin and we were in a bit of a role, and it was good.
0: Now, here's uh, now something, now did you get anything out of the Skywalker guy, the guy that no. went across the Niagara Falls? And it, there was no chance of him dying cuz he had that cable harness on him. Right. And uh, so there's no real spectacle to it. Right. But then do I want to see a guy walk all across Niagara Falls on a wire? I no. don't. Fuck no.
2: It's like 40 minutes of the same thing. I don't understand well, why people were just so, "Oh, wow."
0: Yeah, it still doesn't do anything for me. No. No. This is one thing, you know, and you know, and comedians of all sorts, no matter where you're from, are always complaining about, you know, how do I get more famous? But I always think this is a real sign that you have sort of crossed over when they are reporting about your divorces. Now, Russell yes. Peters is getting a divorce. Yep. and uh, it apparently, according to the Toronto Metro paper, it's right on the front page. The divorce. Yeah, it's front page news. Though. I know. I know. Is this what you have to do to make someone like knowing this? about Russell Peters, is this going to make you go out and watch his comedy? Uh, uh, Maybe. Now he's (laughs) fuckable, I guess.
2: He's single.
0: Yeah, I know, but it's just sort of like, wow, if they're reporting this horseshit about him, then maybe I should go and check him out?
2: I I don't know. It just keeps the whole wheel going, right? Well, yeah, no,
0: but it says something about how famous you are when they're reporting about your divorces.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, you know, he talked a little bit about it on the radios. I listened to a couple of days ago on the way in. Yeah. He was talking about it and how it just didn't work out, and he did it for the, you know, got married because he thought it was the right thing to do. And how many times have we heard celebrities say that? We thought it was the right thing to do, and it didn't work out. So, I mean, you know, he's got to have something new to, to talk about, I guess, and that's the newest thing in his life, and hopefully he, uh, has some great comedy out of it. I don't know. He doesn't normally talk about his personal That's the thing,
0: things. too. Do you think you—does anyone leave a Russell Peters show— uh thinking that they know Russell very well as a person once they leave I don't think so no oh, they just know that there's stereotypes that still divide us wherever we go right yeah. but I
2: mean you know Russell never said he was that guy who did anything but talked about that kind of stuff a lot not. of
0: comics don't want to be that person that no. want to make that connection with the crowd well, there
2: was an article in the in the paper in the states I'm not sure if it was it was in Chicago because of the Just for Laugh Chicago and it talked at length about comics that are giving too much information now You think that so? there's yeah. this thing where everyone's trying to be brutally honest all the time and talking too much about their own life and um, there's other comics gave their two cents, and Norm Macdonald talked about it in his Mark Marin interview. That he kind of gets tired of the, all that stuff and too much information, and I don't need to know that and too much personal stuff. For me, if I like a comic, I want to know. Uh, if they want to give it up, if they don't want to give it up, that's fine. But if they give up that information and make it funny, I want to know.
0: If you're making it funny, it's no big deal. But I think, yeah, you got to be able to pull something out of a a divorce hearing if you're, you know, if you're this guy. You I gotta guess. pull some funny out of that. Yeah, it's it's packed full of laughs.
2: Yeah, or you know, just show a picture of your kid on the jumbotron and one will go. Oh, he cares.
0: Well, no, but I think also, do you think his wife is gonna write a tell-all book?
2: Uh, who knows? Maybe.
0: that chick can that, she write? I don't know. <laughs> well, someone will write it for her. That's yeah. how it works. It's not like they're gonna <laughs> throw a fucking laptop in front of her and just say, "Go at it. Tell us about the. Uh, <laughs> tell us about uh, Russell." Uh, but uh, the woman who uh, had the affair with John Edwards uh, yeah. is writing a tell-all book. Yeah. And that is—that's going to be good. You, think but, you so? know, Maybe didn't, well, just, he didn't—well, just—he told her that he had three different mistresses mm-hmm. in three different states just so she, as his fourth mitre- mistress, would not get attached to him. And yeah. he had a wife the whole time and— his fucking daughter was like went to uh court with him and was standing in there. Man, that's fucking Father's Day, man. Yeah, that's fucking right up. it is. You know what? Every fucking she shouldn't have to do anything for John Edwards for the rest of her fucking life. Yeah, that's every right. every Father's Day and birthday and holiday that runs that that she has to live with fucking John Edwards with, every president, every it should just be a card. Every day that's like, fuck you, Dad. <laughs> I was with you in court, you cunt.
2: I stuck up for you, motherfucker. All right. Well, uh, we're going to go to a break, and oh, when we come mother- back, fu- motherfucker. Uh, mother.
0: And, and on that note,
2: uh, we're going to go to a break, and when we come back, our first interview with Bobby Mayer is going on.
0: Hey, Bobby! Bobby! I told you that there was a, a show in uh, where I was doing with Bob Keel, and someone yelled that out during my <laughs> no, set. No, fucking cunt! I was like, "That's Bobby. That's what you're going to yell. That's what's all right.
1: We'll be back mm-hmm. with Bobby Mayor. Now with twenty percent more brand to keep you regular from the bump. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin.
3: This is Jason John Whitehead, and you're listening to Anything Goes on XM Laugh Attack.
1: Still waiting for the bestiality videos to get their own category at the Adult Video Awards? This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin.
2: Hey, we're back from the break, and joining us in the studio, our guest this week, uh, originally from Canada, now makes his home in the UK, Bobby Mayer is here. Hey, Bobby.
0: Hey, what's up, Darren? Um, hey, it's been 11 months, Bobby. Is the UK really home to you? It, I would it, say yes. Does it feel home? Well, he's here. He can talk now.
3: I, I mean, it is. It's, it's good for comedy. It's kind of a miserable place to live. But you wouldn't want to raise a family there? I wouldn't want to raise a family. That's a, if you asked me that question of anywhere, there it would probably be no Dave Martin. <laughs> what if D- it was in the don't land you of want milk have babies and honey? There? Yeah. Uh, probably not. No, I don't want to have children in England. Do they want you to have children in England? I don't, not they. There's not a collective mass of vaginas that really need me. No, you <laughs> need <laughs> to be filled by <laughs> <No>. <laughs> your demon whiskey abandoned seed? Yeah, we, yeah. we need you. No, and I, Well, I'm adopted, so if I actually do have kids, I just plan on... Keeping the legacy going on and putting all my kids up for adoption. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let the circle be unbroken. I That's want to right. Pay yeah. the bastardization, bastardization forward. Well, it seemed to turn out okay from uh, with you. Yeah, it did. I turned uh, lemons into lemonade for sure.
0: Sure.
2: Exactly. Yeah, you know, if you weren't adopted, you wouldn't have an act, right?
0: Yeah, yeah probably not. Or Early the years. anger. Now, yeah. Very quickly, Bobby. Does a uh, bad British pussy smell like fish or fish and chips? Anyways, Darren. So, uh,
2: see, <laughs> <laughs> see why we hack on Dave. Yeah,
0: wow, whoa,
3: whoa, I, wow. This everyone's... is what happens when you don't make fun of Dave for three minutes. Exactly, that's right. Just gets in there. Dave, what
0: happened to you when you visited England? I got my uh, my foot uh, foot broken. How
2: did yeah, that come about exactly? Because he probably asked a girl I for something. Uh, smell like I, fish and chips. Yeah. If someone heard
0: it. Is this how? What, no, well, no, it's, it, seriously, have you, have you uh, charmed any British women over in uh, England, Bobby?
2: <laughs> We're like a minute in. Have you <laughs> fucked yet, Bobby? Have you no. been <laughs> over to another country and fucked
3: yet? No, no, Dave. I've been there 11 months and I haven't That's fucked. It's possible. I I did, I just did. look at my Dave Mar- Martin headshot <laughs> on the roof of my fucking shitty room. And what does that do for you? It makes me come faster, Dave. What are you looking for right <laughs> Nothing, now? Nothing. <laughs> what do you want from an, me? An
0: answer would be uh, would make this uh, a lot less awkward. Well, what
3: if the uh, what, what names, Dave? No, no. You you just Google them. No. Addresses,
2: of so the next time he goes there, okay, you get like, to oh. one
0: of your insightful questions. Well, one of my
2: insightful questions is the reason you're back now is you're doing a string of uh, festivals uh, in July. You're doing the Grey Bruce Comedy Festival, which I'll be talking more about later on in the show. But also, just for last, you're doing Homegrown this year. Yes, and that's you know that's a pretty big deal considering how long you've been doing comedy. Comedy, wouldn't you think?
3: Yeah, I'm pretty, like, I'm nothing but happy about it, you right. know, that's all I really have to say is I'm, yeah, I'm just really happy it's happening and I feel like I want to make the most of it.
2: Of course. And isn't it ironic that you left the country and now you got homegrown? Yeah, that's how it
3: is. You leave and people kind of appreciate you once exactly. you're gone.
2: And uh, when you're over there in, in England now, and I know you've traveled a lot too, you've been to South Africa, right? Yeah, I was in
3: South Africa like a month ago, yeah. And where else have you been? Uh, I've been
0: all across the UK, South Africa... Where do you want to say? What you like? Where in South Africa were you? I was in oh, sorry, I was in Johannesburg for okay. two weeks. And how was that? Did you see the darker side of? Uh...
3: I did. Uh, I went to uh, Hillsboro, and if you've never heard of Hillsboro, that is Louis Thoreau did a doc- documentary about Hillsborough, because that's an area in Johannesburg where they hijack buildings, which means people go in with guns and they say, "Hey, if you don't give us this much money, we're not going to leave your building." Right. So I got taken there by a, one of the waitresses at the club, a nice girl named Helen, and we went to Hillsboro, and uh, at first. It was. It's all. It's all black people, which is fine. Right. But uh, so at first they're so worried about me getting robbed or stabbed right. that I have to dance in the DJ booth, which is like a cage with these fat black chicks, and I'm just dancing with fat black chicks. It's a good time. And uh, and then eventually they let me go on the dance floor, and I just ingratiated myself to the
0: forty people in the bar by buying everyone drinks. Sure. So why? Was, why? Why were they worried about you being on the dance floor by yourself?
2: Well, because he's white. Because he's a stranger. They obviously some, knew he's not from there.
0: Because it's.
3: I have foreigner money, and they, you yeah. know, think of how right. much... If you think of it, like, from a take away people out of it and take, take out the equation, you think of how much money we've taken from developing countries. When we go to the developing countries, it makes sense that we get robbed. Like, yeah, that's I mean, that's yeah. nothing but justice.
0: But it's not like, I mean, but people say, hey, oh, Mexico, there's, like, loads of kidnapping in Mexico all the time. So that part of South Africa have that same reputation? That
3: neighborhood is definitely, like, there isn't... It's not like... There's, n- there's no white power movement in Hillsborough. Well, I don't know. That's <laughs> not starting with you, but no. it's one guy. Just come
0: on, come on, guys. Look uh, at them like mine.
3: My... I just wanted them to all be friends. And it was fun. It was a really good time. Okay. Usually, one, one thing is weird in North America, if somebody falls in a club that like, gets drunk and passes out, instantly there's like 10 security guards. They drag her out and help her. Here, this girl just got really drunk passed on the ground passed on the ground starts puking on the ground everybody just takes out their phone and starts taking pictures and yeah, nobody that, helps Right. and then her pants fall down so her ass is just hanging out she's puking and then eventually someone drags her I'm like what happened to her where would you guys take her They're like oh we just left her side. I'm like oh okay
0: well I'm sure she'll be dead soon anyways I'm gonna leave I don't think that's exclusive to South Africa I think that happens in many places but... maybe it does but just the tone of the not give a fuck was pretty have more you, than I'm used to have you been in a situation where you are the only white person before yeah,
4: like outside? I, I live in
3: South London, and uh, I live in near Brixton, which is not, not all black, but a predominantly black neighborhood. Right. So, yeah, sure, on the bus all the time. I'm sometimes the only white guy. It's not really a yeah. big deal. Okay, cool, cool.
2: Now, when when you live in, when you when you was in Canada, uh, the reason I always like to bring you up is everyone always says to me I'm the guy who's assaulted the most on stage or been thrown shit yeah. at. But there was a, a time there for about three or four months where I think you got punched like three times or something. Um,
3: I've only been, I've been punched, I've been pretty much almost punched out once. I've been kicked once. <laughs> I've had a couple once at a show in uh in East. Near Scarborough, sorry, right. a show near Scarborough, uh, I made fun of a girl, because she wouldn't stop talking, and then she literally chased me around the bar. <laughs> yeah, I remember this story. And yeah. then I got back on stage, and I was just so angry at her, I started making fun of the boyfriend for being with her, and then he got up and tried to attack me. Right. Um, a couple other times people tried, and then I... And I'm, then Kingston, when, I, when oh, you were Oh, Kingston, somebody came me. on stage, and yeah. someone tried to... The guy said he was... What happened was, yeah, there was a lot of tension, so I said, let's call even, and... Uh, I'll get, you just give me a kiss in the cheek. Just making like some weird dumb joke. And he's like What are you gay? I'm like, Yeah, yeah, I'm gay And then he's like, I'll rape you and I was like Yeah Excuse me? <laughs> and then he came up on stage, he was like X army, You're like tough dude starts bending me over the stool trying to
0: rape me. Yeah. Which I didn't He think did was... try he did try to rape you? Yeah well I like, mean he, he was all co- oh, for fun, like Fun and gags, in his opinion, but he I mean, like, and I think every over a stool when he tried to butt fuck you. But Dave, to be fair, every rape is for fun and gags in the eye of the rapist. I'm like. looking
3: all in the eye of the
0: rapist. It's, well, that's all, all in the eye, eye of, the of the rapist, rapist. But, yeah. Nobody
3: look if someone's jokingly, a stranger is but you were joking, the victim there, right? I I guess if you look at it that way, yeah, I was definitely. But if a stranger is jokingly trying to rape you, you're just not in on the joke as much, you know? No, right? no, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But uh, so uh, and then so you know, that guy uh, tried to like kick your ass. And because uh, I heard uh what like have you been on tour out west? Has it been worse out in like Alberta? No BC, I've never or...
3: had a problem anywhere but Ontario yeah. really. shit really yeah. okay yeah. that's
0: amazing yeah. just me Toronto either.
3: it's all Toronto.
0: yeah I had a uh, was I worked with uh Terry Clement, who's over in, in Britain quite a bit, and uh he was telling me I've, like how do how do the British comics embrace Canadians over there?
3: Everyone's nice. There's some of that sly, like, jokes where people are like, oh, you're coming to taking our jobs. But it's like, eh, get better at what you well, do. Well, Terry said, this, <laughs> like, that's, yeah. that's Terry said the
0: same thing. That, like, they're kind of catching on to the amount of Canadians. And there are some Canadians that go over and ruin it for the guys that sort of have had the road experience over here There's and really, go over there. I
3: mean, nobody is – but it, when you say ruin it, that doesn't really make sense because nobody's dumb. Well, and, you can give a bad
0: reputation because people would look at all Canadians as the same, I, you know, just as if you just introduced yourself before okay. you – Okay. Can I talk, Dave? Sure, yeah, talk? yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, no, but they people don't think that way. They don't judge you just because, oh, I had this Canadian guy last week. He sucks, so sorry, you can't get on. Like, no one thinks like
0: that. All right, well, some people would think that way. Who? Well, no, but uh, some people. I don't know. I can't name but, names but one of the, one of the <laughs> okay. reasons
2: I brought up the whole idea of getting punched and all that is because in Britain, there's a lot more of a punter mentality that go to some of the comedy clubs. Yeah. And so I was going to ask you, uh, have you softened it a bit, or are they just more on board with with comedy, do you think? Um. Like, have you found any trouble with that kind of punter crowd? or Probably a,
3: a bit of both. Right. I'm not quite as harsh there as I am here because here uh i feel a bit more comfortable getting booked because i've been here long right i just know what i can get away with whereas there
2: you're still kind of new and
3: it's yeah i'm new and i'm trying to impress so i don't really go as far with hecklers like i'm a lot nicer to be honest
2: and also because i mean i'm british by by uh by birth and i know the culture i've studied for a long time yeah i probably would know what i can get away with far more than someone who's only been there 11 months yeah It, it is a different culture even though the language is the same there's cultural differences with people and that that mentality of punters and going to the bars and all that.
3: Yeah. And like I I just I just don't risk it as much. Yeah,
2: right. Cuz it's they're real, they're real fighty over there.
3: Well, yeah. there
0: is a little bit more of a let's just we'll just uh, scrap this out. Yeah. We don't need to get the law involved right. attitude. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, that's <laughs> uh, that. That well sums done. that up.
2: Okay. Uh, so you're back in Toronto and you you only been here a day but was there things that you missed about Canada while you're
3: over in the UK or I miss home I just miss like the comfort of being around all these people I know like in London it's such a huge comedy scene right that everybody is like doing their own thing sure. and, and like if you do spend a lot of time with someone it means they really like you like that's one thing cool thing about having a friend in London if you right. if they hang out with you quite a bit you know they actually like you because right. they're taking time away from their busy lives. Whereas here, it's just like, there's just more people to hang out with that I know, so it, I miss the comfort of that. Right. Yeah.
2: And you're sharing a, a place with uh, Nick Beaton?
3: I share a place with two Canadian comedians, uh, Nick Beaton and Pat Bercher, and right, right. now, uh, Brian O'Gorman is subletting from him, so right. all of those people.
2: And uh, what's that like, to live with other Canadian comedians over there? Is it a bit of shell shock, or?
3: It's oh, great. It's a, a little too much, eh, I didn't get booked for this show conversations. Well, but beyond, well yeah, that's, beyond, that's natural. Beyond, beyond that, it's great. I love my roommates, and, like, it's nice to come home to people that, like... Do you,
0: do you still feel like you have to go through that, like, hanging out phase in, in Britain? Like, you know, when you first start in comedy, there is that sort of, like, I got to get my face out there as much as I can, and I got to be seen at, at so many different shows, or is do you, did, do you have to go through that at all?
3: You definitely... I definitely did it at first, and... It's I still do. If there's something I want to get booked for and I can't get booked for it, then, yeah, you just I just go show my face there and talk to people. It all depends how much effort I want to put into something, you know, like is, is there a booking. great you
0: find a greater need to hustle over there?
3: Uh, well, there's it's not a need to hustle. There's more to hustle for.
0: Right. Exactly. Well, that's the thing about you. Know, a lot of comics leave Canada to, to begin with because we feel out we feel that there's we've run out of things to do yeah well, the, the, the cool. ceiling here is
2: very low and it's not very wide where in england the ceiling may be just a little bit higher but it's very wide i mean you can make your own path over there if you wanted to spend time playing in japan or korea you can do all those venues yeah. whereas here it's ontario once a year out west once you're out east and you're done
3: yeah i just like the idea of being able to travel like the world with what i do like uh, from after I do Just for Laughs, I'm going to do Edinburgh for the month. I'm doing two shows there. And then I go and do a festival in Denmark at the end of August. So it's a pretty, okay, it's a yeah. pretty you know, four festivals in two months, which will be great.
0: What are you doing with your uh, show in Edinburgh? Is it just... I'm doing
3: two shows. Uh, I'm doing an afternoon show on the Free Fringe with uh, a comic named Michelle Deswort. And she's opening and then I close. And, uh, and how much
2: time would you be doing on that? Probably about 25. Okay, all right.
3: And then I'm closing a show called called Big Value at just the tonic, which is a venue in the caves, uh, every night at like ten o'clock. So be okay. uh, we could have two shows every day and I'll probably do a ton of spots other than that. So that's sixty shows in a month you'll be doing. Yeah my goal
0: is to do a hundred in the
3: month. Wow.
0: Well I mean but I mean like so you don't have like your own venue or it's not like you're pushing yourself as a as uh, a one person show. You're no. not doing like you know, I
3: am well the one I'm doing with Michelle I Bobby or something like that. The one I'm doing with Michelle is just the two of us doing a okay. half hour right. each. So that's that's the closest. The other one is three people. And I could have done my own hour. I have an hour of material, but I just didn't feel like it was an hour kind of worth showing people yet. So I didn't I'd rather do an awesome 25 than a stretched hour.
0: And how do how do the British comics uh, react when you tell them that like the a headlining spot over here is like 45 minutes? I mean, I guess they're kind of. Because mostly, kinda... it's twenty minutes. That's over there.
3: Yeah, they're twenty minutes over there. I guess they're kind of surprised, but lots of them have the material. They just never get a chance to do it unless they're right. doing their Edinburgh shows or a fringe festival. Yeah.
2: And uh, aren't you doing another festival in London, or did you already do it—the one that we were talking about before?
3: Oh, I did. I did the Applecar Festival, yeah, which yeah. was a really cool music festival.
2: Right. Yeah. And what was that like?
3: It was great. It's like it was. It's a, sometimes it's a bit underwhelming when you do outdoor shows because. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like 400 people, but there's no walls, so the last just kind of escapes. So it was fun, but it still kind of felt like going through the motions a bit because you can see people laughing, you just don't. Feel you can't it hear as it much. as much, right? Yeah.
2: And you know, do you think you're? Are you gonna do more of those? Like, yeah, I know Rouse loves doing Download and and all the metal, the big uh, big festivals. I mean, yeah, they're really fun uh but I, I mean you're young and you must like music and yeah you can, yeah the great thing about that is you may not get paid a huge amount of money but you get a pass where you can go and see some, all the bands that you want yeah and,
3: and they're during the day so it yeah. doesn't even conflict i did two gigs that day I right did, yeah so i'm definitely i'm definitely up for it yeah
2: is there a well what's left for bobby mirror to do then
3: uh well i do you want to act do you want to be in movies I, television? I, I Do you want a sitcom, act. Bobby? Yeah, I'm writing a sitcom right now and uh, a sketch show. But there's what's just, the premise?
0: What's the situation that you're in? I'm not going
3: expl- to explain the premise yet because I haven't, <laughs> haven't, I I haven't sold yet? the show. Yeah. So that would be just telling everyone yeah, an idea that has is right. yeah, a Yeah, but uh, it could be just you and your life or your I don't know. Your... It could be. I'll tell you when we shut the things off. Yeah. Well, no, oh, we're okay. Not All right. Well, yeah. we'll get. Yeah. Okay. We'll but yeah. So, so I have an agent that's helpful, and I'm just working on these. Some show ideas, which is really
0: exciting, and it's
3: you know, some to do.
0: But Canadians aren't a novelty anymore. Like, do you want them to introduce to you as a Canadian? When Not you get really. On stage? I, I I would assume people.
2: I always found that weird. To be honest, I think it's, I, I don't know, when I when I go somewhere else, I don't want to be introduced as a
0: Canadian. Well, so, just because you figure that the American thing, that people would assume that he's American right away. Uh, well, I don't then, know here's
3: if that's the thing: as big People anymore. have that in their head. Like, old headliners in England definitely have in their head, oh, you better tell them you're Canadian or they'll hate you. Right. People don't really give a shit. Yeah. If someone's really drunk, and it's like a racist. It is a racist. If someone hates you because you're American, they're racist. Right. So... Yeah, if you really want to, appeal, if you really want to make sure uh, like the four racists in the audience don't hate you, you better do a couple of jokes about being Canadian. Right. But if you're not that worried about four idiots, it does just doesn't matter. Like, yeah, I'm some, not saying you play to them, but but that's yeah. Sometimes I'll just get the host to say I'm Canadian, so I don't have to do my two shitty jokes about uh, it. being Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm like, I don't want to say these shitty jokes right. I do all the time. So, can you just say I'm Canadian so I can do what I like?
0: Right. So, was it the contest that you won on Byte TV bef- that really sort of allowed you the freedom to go over there? That's what uh, it was? No, I actually had enough saved. Uh, I had like eight or 10 grand saved before I went. And then the, to okay, you, you won the contest on Byte TV to stand up and bite me. You won 10 grand. Was it all in one chunk?
3: Yeah, I, won, I got a $10,000 check. And an oversized check? I uh, they gave, I did get the giant check, but I left it somewhere. I didn't take it with me. <laughs> that's a valid
0: check, you know. I don't. I don't think that's true. No, uh, they are. Tr- those are that. That is true, though. They well, it depends on that who check gives it was to you. Not a valid check, though. Okay, maybe that one wasn't. No, but okay. a lot of the times, those oversized maybe ones like the are...
2: sweepstakes or valid checks or something, or the right. lotto when you win forty million. But yeah, not uh, not the ten
0: grand. Not ten they're grand. They're not valid at ten grand anymore. I don't think anymore? so. No. Okay, so you had enough money to go over there, and you so, haven't had to get a day job. You were saying earlier.
3: No, I I just do comedy. Oh, it's pretty good.
2: All right. Well, so if people want to get a hold of Bobby Mayer, where do they go?
3: They go to uh, bobbymayer.com, which I'm in the process of updating. Don't. Okay. Don't be bothered when it's not updated. All right. Or uh, just follow me on Twitter. That's the easiest way. Or okay. Facebook, if you don't. Know, and what's Twitter. your Twitter handle? It's just at Bobby Mayor. B O B B Y M A I R. All right.
2: And uh, you know what? When you come back, I know you're probably going to come back in probably six months to a year. We'll have you back. We'll yeah. Make Dave more awkward again in the corner. And, no, uh... just
3: open with a smelly pussy joke. I that's think right. that's a good. That's, you know, you got to always... get the interview on
0: track.
2: Yes, that's what we'll do. On interview two, we're gonna, with John Hastings. We're gonna say the same thing. See what he thinks about your pussy joke.
0: Well, we already, you liked it before we got on there. I think once Bobby uh, gave his opinion and and, and stared awkwardly out of the space. Yes, you did. You said, oh, yeah, you got to get your joke in. Watch this, Bobby. Eh. Watch this. I said,
2: the joke was funny, but you asking him if you fucked anyone wasn't funny. I never
0: asked him. That's where it went You totally asked me. I didn't ask you if you fucked anyone. You're looking for a number. I said, did you charm any ladies while you were there? That's the same thing. That's the same thing. Dave, I'm a 26 year old man. Of course I fucked people.
3: Like, yeah. what am I going to not fuck what why, why did you say that? Because who cares? This is a comedy interview.
0: Yeah, I try to be interesting. You know, the
3: least interesting <laughs> thing in stand up, the least interesting thing you ever hear comedians talk about is sex. Like, in an, yeah. uh, the angle of, like, oh, I was fucking this chick and then she had her period. Road pussy. Yeah. All like, over my face. That's so boring. So to even talk about an interview is just like, because it's always underhanded bragging. Yeah. Like, oh, I was fucking this chick and she was fucking. We
0: didn't. You didn't have to drive the story there. That's (laughs) all. What
1: else is it going
3: to be? Well, it's up to you. Oh, I was fucking this girl and we had a deep emotional connection. I was really happy I met her. The end. Well, that's wonderful, Bobby. Now tell us about uh, your show in Edinburgh.
2: No, we're done. I'd like to leave on that one. Okay. All right. Thanks, Bobby.
3: Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, I love you, Jay Martin. See and you later, Bobby. Though. Love you, too. I, I love you, Darren. And you make me that way.
1: Proving once again cats are smarter than humans, this is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin.
3: Darcy Michael, you're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Friends on Sirius XM Radio Laugh
1: Attack. Just rolling out of the gutter? No way. Us too. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin
2: everybody we're back from the break and here we are sitting in our little studio our second interview of this episode is with john hastings the comedian who's moving away from toronto
4: mm-hmm. bye-bye toronto
2: bye-bye toronto you were here a year ago and the big was... news for you is you are leaving toronto
4: yeah i'm getting the uh... i can curse on this you can oh, say yeah, whatever you, can, you want i'm You're... getting the fuck out of dodge the fuck out of here yeah buddy i uh are we
0: dodge are we hogtown
4: I'm calling it Dodge, buddy. Okay. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm comfortable with Dodge. Okay. Yeah. I was just in Alberta, and they kept referring to it as the Big Smoke, and I didn't. Know what yeah. Were yeah talking I've about heard forever. that before.
0: Toronto is the Big Smoke.
4: So um, you're
2: you're moving to England? Is that where you're?
4: Yeah, I'm uh, going to do the Ember Festival, and then I'm going to just uh, move to London, basically. Just sort of what it was happening was I was just finding that I was caring way too much about the business of comedy. I had, by the way, everyone. This may not be the most hilarious uh, interview. That's fine. But it's all good. whatever. I just get self-conscious
0: about well, that. Well, Rodney King just died, and I know that you two were very close. Well,
4: here's the thing, guys. Rodney King died. He's one of your favorite <laughs> drunk
0: drivers. One of nay. One of, yes.
4: My favorite
0: drunk driver. He can take a
4: punch like a goddamn champion. He
0: can. Well, it's, how hard? It's yeah. Stay down. And, Come on. Yeah. And
4: what he's done for PCP. Oh, what a <laughs> spokesman. Um, well, he had
0: a pool. He was found dead in his pool. I, yeah. I, how bad can you feel a guy when he's found dead in his own pool? Um, that's the thing. Yeah,
4: he also was. He had got three million dollars from the, like again. What happened to him was horribly wrong. Yeah. But that being said, three
0: million dollars. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, and he started a record company that I don't think went anywhere. Didn't, are you didn't serious? serious? Didn't do well. yeah. yeah, that's what he did. It was like Rodney King Records. Yeah, <laughs> fucking right. I don't know if they if they were called Rodney For the King g- g- Records. But... Gangster
4: rap craze of the '90s. He didn't make dollar one on Rodney King records. No, no. no
0: you you figure a no. remix
4: of Fuck the Police. Fuck the, you figure You'd Fuck think. the Police. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Guys, I'm glad we had that humorous yeah, break. Someday. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Sign free. the son of easy e to
0: a fucking deal, and you you got gold. Is there a young Eazy-E walking around? Well, I don't around? know. There's got to be, probably. There's feel, probably a lot of Easy es walking around. I feel like yeah.
4: such an asshole because I can't think of a funny name to call the son of Eazy-E that's not an AIDS joke. Because <laughs> I was like, Skinny-E? Yeah. I was like, Skinny-E. Skinny-E. A-Z-T-E?
0: AZTE? Yeah. <laughs> Starring in it's Rent. It's ironic because his, he uh, should be in Rent. Actually, that would be good. <laughs> I'll actually have the entire Easy E clan, <laughs> all the Easy Es around uh, the greater North American area. No. Some up in the Yukon. Dave, what are I'm you sure. trying to
4: say? You're trying to say that uh, it's possible around. that Easy E had many children that he may not have financially taken care of. Yes,
0: I'm saying that's quite possible. I know. Sure. In the Colors? music business, what? 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 If what? he only could, uh, you know, hold himself up to the levels of f- Flavor Flav. Yes, that's then- right. Then we' would be in a the much easy, better place. Easy
2: a of love. I'm waiting for that <laughs> yeah. fucking show
4: uh, before we get to why I'm going, to England, do you think that Chuck D just wants to kill favor flavor like this Oh, is we what talked I... about
2: this before on the show I, I I'm a huge public enemy fan yeah, and I'm in an, embarrassed, embarrassed for what flavor flavor' done. What the f- like? It just it, in my opinion, it shits on the legacy of of Public Enemy because okay. all their songs are about empowerment, especially uh, black men treating their black women with respect oh. and not viewing them as objects. They had songs about revolutionary generation yeah. on one of their albums, which is a great song. And Flavor just goes and just does that whole hoary ho thing on a show.
0: But does, does and, it make any of like the Public Enemy's lyrics a little bit more palatable? Do you think that he's going into that thinking that oh well we can talk no, about some crazier no, shit? If, if anything, if you got this clown yeah,
4: if nothing else, Chuck D definitely never wants to talk to him again. Maybe Chuck D will move to England with me, and we can be flatmates. You
2: know, that, that's a, segue. a fucking sitcom. That's, right. yeah, that's yeah, fucking nice. That that's sitcom. a sitcom. Every who... time
0: you leave the house, he just says, "Go fight the power, John." Yeah. <laughs> I keep trying to bring. That's the only lyric of Public Enemy, Dave. knows. I know a lot of Public. I've saw Public Enemy at the Opera House. Name, oh, okay. name one of their albums. Uh, welcome to the Terror Dome. Fear no. of a Black Planet. No, those are my albums. Fear, fear yeah. of the terror, fear, fear of a, a Black Planet black. is yeah. one. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the Dome <Terradome laughs> is a song. Right. Yeah. Well, uh one a joke. That's Brother's a song. Brother's going to work it out. That's a song. Yeah. Okay. A, right. a planet. It yeah. takes a billions uh, to hold us hold back. Isn't yeah. yeah. Fear of a Black Planet? Up. I said that one. That's an album. That's an album. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: You've got your credit. Can't trust. Can't
0: trust this. All right. Okay. You're done. Let's get real, guys. Tell me about so it. So you're though.
4: leaving
2: because Public Enemy is a, a, exactly. atrocious <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now. The legacy's all shit on, so I'm getting the fuck out of yeah. Dodge. Yeah,
4: Darren and I, the two white people who love Public yep, Enemy, realized right. we cannot both be in the same city, that's right. so I'm going to London to spread the word. Yeah. Um. No, what it was is I was finding I was uh, caring too much about the business, getting upset when friends of mine were getting things, and I was getting jealous. Sure. And that happens. it was fucking driving me crazy. Sure. Because I was at—it's I. not—basically, I— plateaued here. Sure. I, I was you saying, felt like you had. Yeah, and I was right. just like, I'm, I'm not, like, I don't, I'm not, like, I don't have a girlfriend. I'm not married. I don't have kids. I don't own a couch. Like, You got I have, no baggage. I have nothing. Yeah. I just need to get out of here because, like...
2: But every young comic in the last 15 years that I've talked to in your situation, I've told them, you got to get out of Canada. Yeah, you have to leave. Like Tommy Campbell, 10 years ago, I I, I talked to. I said you just got to because he's talking about. It. I said don't wait, just get the fuck out of here. Have a thousand dollars if you can in your pocket and mm-hmm. just go over there and get the fuck out. Well, do you again. remember
4: what you said to me when I won Homegrown? No, which is you walked up to me. Uh, and you said uh so where are you going now yeah and then you kind of walked away yeah and i was no. like i thought
0: you were talking about the bar that's and then how realized... darren yeah. yeah yeah that's how darren says hello <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> i've known him long enough but to the, understand the, the, it yeah. like oh darren
2: and i are friends now the, the, <laughs> the thing is it's like there is nowhere to go in this country no you either you know you, like for me i've got kids i've got a, mm. another whole life it makes sense for me to put up with this shit yeah. in this country but for young comics it doesn't make much
4: sense especially if you have no trappings keeping you here it's travel the world it's that and it's it's also if I wanna make the decision to come back to Canada and sure. deal with being a Canadian comedian, I wanna make that as an educated as a decision as possible. Right. Um I don't know why, but I don't everything I've heard about Los Angeles and the idea of you gotta go there, you gotta get a sitcom, all that stuff, it's just it would be basically like John, um you're gonna stick your dick in this blender for twenty four hours straight. Oh yeah. my god. And then maybe you will get a six figure income sometime in your right. life. Right. So it was the England decision was like I from all that I've seen, as much as people will and everyone seems to be saying it, that the scene there is dying. I don't think it is. I think it's changing, um, but there's still money to be made, and you can go explore the world and just get out of here. Like it's first of all,
2: the bubble may be bursting in England, yeah. but, but that it's, doesn't it's, mean it's not
4: better than here. Exactly, and it's the idea that it's bursting. Right, like there's still time yeah. available. Like yeah. If you talk like uh, talk to Bobby Mayer. who's sure, just, who's
2: just on, yeah, yeah just, he was on, just here, yeah,
4: like. The amount of stuff he's accomplished. In a very short period of time. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's crazy. And they recognize ability. Not saying that Canada doesn't, but it's in a very different way that they, the audiences want to come out and see live performance. They don't want to know, are you on television? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? They're like, no, we saw you at this place. And we we sh- saw you in Portsmouth a year ago. Yeah.
2: You were amazing. We're going to come back and see you again. Yeah, there's they a separation
0: between television and stage, definitely yeah, like, over there. Now, I'm not. am not saying that someone can't uh, do well for themselves and can't. If like you know, if the CBC doors opens for mm-hmm. you, and then sure. you can you can lock yourself it's, in a writing gig and just jump from gig to gig here. If, but also, but as a stand up, and and you, you yeah. there's there's only so many places you're going to go.
4: Canada's a very if comedy is a company. Canada's a very small company yeah so exactly. there's only so yeah. many executive jobs yeah where you have s- financial security or you have to go get a second job
0: darren you divorce sure, sure. Dave, Dave, we, you. We, we, i can't talk about what else i do yeah. uh, on the air but um <laughs> one of the things is like yeah we don't want the show to turn into a complaint department but no, you're, no, no, you're no, in a good place and you're and going it's exactly, somewhere i'm,
4: I'm you not think. going because there aren't still opportunities for me here and i'm working really steadily and i'm so happy to be doing that but i also think that you should leave and it sounds so hokey leave when you have something to come back to, you yeah, know what I mean, yeah, like, and also
0: when you still got that hunger in you yeah. too, yeah, like comedy hasn't beaten you down. Or no, anything. now you, you did say something interesting that you don't, you aren't, uh, you know, weighted down here with a, a mm. wife or a girlfriend or anything like that, and you've been over to Britain before. Now, when it comes to the ladies in Britain, uh, when they're not particularly clean, do they You find that they smell like fish or fish and chips? Ew. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's,
2: <laughs> Dave that tried just, that with uh, Bobby
0: Marin. He had pretty much
2: the same, the same response. same reaction. <sighs> same response. Have Jesus. you have you
0: managed to charm any of the ladies over in, in England when you've been there?
4: No, I, I go there to work. It sounds everyone says that's crazy, but I just went there and I I went for about a month and a yeah, bit. Yeah, but it's not like time. going
0: onto a tour of Afghanistan where if you, you come back from entertaining the troops, and I'm going to be like, hey, how's the pussy? But it's like I, I just be, but I, there are girls over there. You can't have to they're, talk. They're, you don't like walk around with your eyes to, to the ground and go, where's lo- the no, next guy? I, I, I am a robot.
4: I looked at them, but it, you'd be shocked how close that is like it's i'm literally like i went there with the intention of seeing what it was like and then i went back trying to just break even every time yeah and i just didn't have sort of time for it and it was also I was going over like i don't know if you guys know this but comedians in canada don't make a lot of money yeah. so i was there oh, yeah. like i wasn't yeah. in a place where i was like all right let's toss some money behind yeah. this bar and talk to that blonde i was like maybe that blonde wants to split on some tube fare, yeah.
2: <laughs> Jump on my back with yeah. a coat.
4: Maybe she wants to take a nice walk down to the Thames. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So they're they not they don't smell like fish or or oh, ships, chips. Yeah. Uh.
0: Yeah, when Dave asked that question. I knew it was just gonna
2: fucking Darren uh, What? Well, Darren. I don't want to tell you to how hold. you uh,
4: how to live your life, man. I but
0: um, I, can you tell me you how to live a, my life?
4: You could get a better co-host. No, yes. uh, Dave. Like that's not true at all. Like, you know how
0: much shit I put up with? <laughs> yeah,
4: and it. I can see why with those kind of <laughs> questions. Like, Darren's over here. Got, he, there's notes taken. Yeah. The the iPhones closed. Dave over here has fish equals hilarious, and then the word LOL, and then a picture of a penis.
2: <laughs> that's right. That's those. Those are Dave's notes.
4: That's yeah. how I do math That's right <laughs> That's actually uh, that's, his
2: business card that yeah. he needs for women in bars.
4: So when you went over to England Worked this we, uh, weekend, when you went over to England to break your ankle in the street, yeah. uh, did you
0: find that the women smelled like fish or fish and chips? I, and you know what? I was so focused in on working, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I just found that. <laughs> see, because when you first God. go over there, you realize that you go over there for a purpose. Yeah, and, you, know, you don't go over there yeah. to, to meet chicks. The uh, and I was, uh, I was and, staying
4: with two comedians, and they described it as they it was like living with someone on a business trip for a month. Because yeah. like I'd be in bed at eleven and like up having some yogurt and be like, all right. Time to email a thousand unscrupulous comedy bookers and see if one of them will let me do three minutes in Hackney uh, and not get stabbed.
0: Like Right. right. Do you feel uh, an urge to be original in Hackney? Because you figure that, like, hey, come on, you guys must be.
4: Why oh. the fuck didn't you do that question? That's at least sort of clever. And I, like, ironically it's metaphysical
0: not, because it's a pun and pounds. It's are not that clever, ever. actually. I felt pretty stupid halfway hey, through listen, it myself. But I got to finish it, commit to it. You know what? I I wish you had said that, asked that question three
4: times throughout the interview as opposed to saying that fish and chips comment.
0: <laughs> All right, okay. We're it was far. also Where
4: your beautiful fish- pause, like, fish or and like, It was like you were winking. Fish and <laughs> chips. I turned
0: to the camera if there was one
4: here yeah. and be like, I just hope that joke was so, so horrendous. A trucker who was driving just veered off of the road, just so upset at you. Or years. with laughter. So
0: you're gonna be, let's get off this.
4: You're gonna go
2: to do the fringe, right? Yeah, I'm the Edinburgh Fringe. The, going to do the Edinburgh Fringe. And uh, me and Dave were talking before you came in. And one of the things we wanted to ask, uh, that popped up, is should your fringe show have a message? Does your fringe show have a message, or is it just a collection of your act so far?
4: Um, it kind of has a message because the people that I've hired to promote it demanded I have sort of a message or a theme and it's basically it's the loosest theme you could possibly have which is uh all of these jokes are from the last year of me going from being a Canadian comedian just traveling within Canada to being a comedian who's traveled um to America, to England and how that's changed so and it sort of has affected my life like it's gone from you know being someone who pretty much always had a like a steady girlfriend who was always sort of based in Toronto to mm-hmm. being like ending up in Dumfries Scotland um, With a bag of your stuff and just traveling, yeah, like right. it just and like what that does, like it actually fucking changes the way. Well, you, yeah,
2: of course it does.
4: You like because I just don't care about things anymore. Right, like, I just don't give a shit.
2: Possessions probably don't mean as much.
4: No, and it's just even like people's little uh little children? bullshit, oh, okay. yeah, little children, like pe- people's bullshit of just sort of like, oh, my day was bad, and it's like, well, what was bad about it? It's like, well, work wasn't the. It's like I just don't care anymore. Like there's something right. in me because i I've like I had a bunch of times where it was like, okay, today I have to find a place to live because I've been on this couch for a week and they obviously, like, I barely know these people and, and like, all those weird sort of things. So it's changed me and then sort of just, it's jokes about that sort of stuff. But I don't, according to the fringe people, the people who've done that fringe show a lot, they do, you do need a message. And the thing I like about England is they're much more honest. It makes it easier to market. You can say, this is what it's about. Like, Darren, if you go over and you're going to do uh, a dir- dark and dirty show about being a father. Right, sure. That's they can market that, and they're about that. But if right. you go over and be like, "I'm doing jokes," they're like, yeah. "Well, who wants to go see that?" There's right. 2,500 performances. Pick something. Right. So I think that's why it needs a message. But again, it doesn't need to be like. There's people over there who do entire hour shows about chicken restaurants. That's yeah. yeah. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. What yeah. are you doing? But I think no. As, but as, as... at the same
0: time, you could make that interesting if you really love chicken for restaurants.
4: an a- for an hour. Listen, that guy would be he deserves to be the next Johnny Carson in terms of fame and influence if he can make me sit there and be like
2: yeah wow for an hour I want to hear more about chicken yeah yeah, like yeah. be
4: like I want some chicken I want to yeah. talk to this guy about chicken yeah. like agreed but I I just don't know if I uh, that person's a real person that shows uh, this doesn't air in the UK by the <laughs> way because <laughs> no, no. it's true like it's it's a real well, they person could, they
0: could podcast it so all right, well, let's burn that bridge, huh, Darren? You're right next to me. My that, first that,
2: one, buddy. That, that bridge of chicken. That <laughs>
0: bridge um, of chicken is let's, burned. Let's Vaudry it up. Oh, wow.
4: Yeah. Can we talk about that interview at some point sure. during this interview? Yeah, because go ahead. What do you want to talk to? about? I just, I found it so interesting because here's what happens to me when Facebook explodes. I don't know, for, for those of you who are not part of the Toronto stand-up community and get to watch these, like, sort of Facebook comment, sort of, I, I can best describe this as sort of like an explosion of sure. comments. right. It, it, like, I was like, what the fuck happened? Like, did Darren actually live up to this crazy reputation? Did he stab Ron Vautry <laughs> with his dick? Like, well, what? what happened? And then I listened to it with, it with before words. The show, with words, so. yeah. And then I listened to it and I was like, They're just having a conversation about each
2: other. The the, the problem is is what happened is after the interview, there were words that aren't aren't documented, but he was upset with the interview. He felt he was railroaded. And and in in Ron's mind, railroad means disagree with you. You don't railroad someone if you have a difference of opinion. Okay. Uh, You know, We generally go over things beforehand. We asked him, is there anything you don't want to talk about? He's like, nah, whatever. Even in the interview, he goes, I don't have a problem talking about this. He actually said that once. But because I disagreed with him and then he kind of mocked me, after the interview was over, and I called him a cunt. In other words, we had words exchanged. He then became a little pussy because he then threatened that he's going to get a lawyer and say all this stuff. And I just find it very funny that this edgy, you know, dark overlord of comedy, his first move is lawyer. You know, yeah, it's, it's like it's, it's, yeah. it just doesn't make any sense to me. At
0: well, the end of the day, you can just sit back and go, "Well, that's your opinion. You're welcome to it." No, and yeah, I'm another person, the, the, I'll walk and away. It's the
4: exact same thing. I think it also goes back to why I'm going to England. Is I started taking comedy too seriously. I started yes. being one of those people that. Like I love this, and it sounds. I, I it sometimes get driven crazy when people are like I love this art form and all that sort of stuff. But I do love this as a job, and I want to do it happily. Right. And I do find that there's a lot of people, and people will say, "Oh, it's only in Canada." No, I've met bitter fucking comedians.
0: Oh, they're everywhere. Over yeah, sure. I've gone, they're and you'll everywhere. meet them over there too. Oh, well, there's
4: yeah. a plenty of them there. Oh, but they're
0: they're cuter to listen to for a while. For a while, well, yeah. that's how you somehow why bit them, mate.
4: Yeah, but it's just it's it's funny because it's the same. Like Darren, it's funny because you sometimes identify yourself as a like a bitter. I am bitter. I person, am, Yeah, but I, I don't think that's the correct word. I think your opinion because you're not bitter in that like I haven't sat in a car with you and wanted to jab a pencil okay. in I, my eye. I, I have, but he has. Yeah, yeah okay. But, but, know, so the, I think the, it's the, just...
2: the thing is, is like, there's a difference between being bitter and being bitter and doing something about it and owning it. Okay. What I like to say is I own my own bitterness. Mm-hmm. I own up to it. I admit I have faults. I am bitter at some points in my career, and I've made mistakes. Yeah. A lot of bitter people don't say that as well yeah so that's the problem they blame everyone else for their problems but they never accept any of the problems as theirs mm-hmm. and that's the big difference i have issues with lots of people in this country in the industry yeah. but i will say that's because maybe some of the things i've done too mm. i don't think it's 100 percent their fault or 100 percent my fault yeah. sometimes i think it's 80 them 20 me but still 20 me <laughs> and uh, that 20 me can be pretty loud yeah. and asshole-ish. oh yes but you know that's the way it is with bitter people
0: now, uh, now, you, so that you would describe your show, uh, if we, we'll get back to you in yeah. your show, John. yeah, yeah, please. Uh, it's like a collective work you know, of your experiences, just going from one, you know, place to do you were doing comedy to another. How yeah, many, are there comedy stories? There's you, a bunch of yeah, like stories.
4: It's a bunch of stories. It's a lot of sort of. It was a, trying to avoid. It's trying to be a show about. Uh, it's called Unrelentless and it's started out being called Unrelentless as a joke because Bill Hicks's first special that broke in the UK was called Relentless yes, and this yep. is going to be the opposite of that and that yeah, I'm right. going to fail and it was a, like I just did it as a joke. Yeah. Um but then I sort of just trying to write the show and stuff like that is the idea of trying to calm down and just live my life like it's I'm just I went into comedy and I came here 3 years ago and I just I haven't I can actively count the amount of nights that I've been in this city and have not gone out to do a set. Yeah. And it's like just trying to calm down and live my life and the stories and experiences of doing that, what well, my mindset's been like. Um, and at the same time doing a show about travel and trying to avoid like airline stories and like yeah. It's the standards. We, yeah, the, the you cliches. know what I mean? So it's that's been sort of interesting. And again, like I am realizing now as a and Darren uh you can attest this because you've done, like, what, eight DVDs? Well, I've done three. Three. Yeah. Okay. Three of them are comedy, but he's done eight DVDs. You're going to get it. Listen, the others are. Yeah. Listen, Fist House 3. Yeah. It's <laughs> pretty in hilarious. It's 3D. There's Revenge I of the Fist. It's the first 3D videotape you will ever, ever see. <laughs> On VHS. Yeah. <laughs> very sticky glasses that come with it. <laughs> um, listen, the comments you make about certain people in the industry during Fist House 3, I can yeah. see why you have some problems. That's right. I've burned some bridges. So, and effigies. And, and Fist then, itself, yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's just very bizarre. And well, you have, Poetic, but it's, um, um, I don't know why I went out. but it's just sort of that, yeah, it's trying to be a happy show. I I just don't know what it's going to be when, and it's not going to be done until fucking August 2nd when the right. show starts. Now, you
2: workshopped for a weekend at the comedy bar, yeah. right? You took over the small, the small space yeah. there to like 40 people. It's going hmm. 40 people can yeah. fit in there, right? And you workshopped it for a weekend, and from the start to the end, how much did it grow, do you think?
4: I added about 25 minutes right. within it, because it came off the heels of uh i ended a relationship right beforehand and i had no material and i walked in just fucking heartbroken and sad and a bunch of stuff of that came out the idea of uh realizing that i needed to start slow and just sort of talk to the audience for the first five minutes and re- explain to them that this is going to be an hour it's not mm-hmm. 45 minutes i don't know if i'm gonna have to do that there but this is gonna be 60 minutes of right. me talking there's no guitars no projections it's I'm going to blah and just finding moments and trying to create that energy. Uh, I realized very quickly when you talk to a group of people for an hour, around the 35, 40 minute mark, they're not laughing at you for about five minutes. You could literally be, you could do the, a compilation of the greatest jokes ever. Oh yeah, written. there's
2: always a log, yeah.
4: They're not listening. Right. So I just, second night I was like, I got to write a story. And that's where that relationship sort of stuff came in. And so that was just very rewarding and just sort of interesting. But at about 25 minutes and then going back and, it's so the first time I've actively taken notes on my own set and like picked it apart and gone, this needs to go. This needs to be put here. Um, sort of understanding where the structure is and stuff now like you're, that. Now, your
2: first amount of material, because your background is, is very theater, like yeah. you, you were in theater. Yeah,
0: I was going to bring, yeah. 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 And
2: I, I saw your gala at uh, Winnipeg and you did really well. You killed. Yeah. But it was very, very theatrical
4: yeah. in presentation. well, well rehearsed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, oh
2: yeah. But also very theatrical in your presentation mm-hmm. and the way you're using inflection. And you can do that for seven minutes and that, yeah. that's great. But for, like you said, for an hour conversation, that can get really hard to watch oh, if it's yeah. presented that way that strongly. Could, so that's why I was going to ask you, how much of that workshopping was, re- are you realizing I've got to tone it down a it, bit? It's
4: exactly toning it down and also knowing when to use that, tool of like okay there's a lull here build it up or sit down and just calm the fuck down right um which has been a cool learning experience of and yeah sort of stripping that out trying not to have that weird inflection and trying to use my own voice and just sort of speak and slow down and just learning all that sort of stuff and it's it's sort of it's sort of working it's sort of not it's again it's a I feel like I'm sounding very pretentious, but it's sort of a learning curve of just sort of figuring out what I am as a comic now, because it's been six years and like I'm I watched my like 15th set and I was so and I did well and I couldn't believe that that was something and then looking at that Winnipeg gala I don't even feel like I'm that guy anymore and none of those jokes really. Can of you pertain? still
0: sell? You feel like you could still sell those jokes? I cannot still sell those jokes. And what, and I what,
4: recently had to try and it did not go well,
0: fellas. What, what, do you, what do you think that is? Do you think that we sort of take the audience for granted too much? That like they'll, oh, they, they won't see through this, that I'm selling jokes that are like years old and I'm not that into anymore? I just don't think that we're the people. I don't think you're that same person a year after
4: you've written that joke or two years after you've written that joke. So you've always got to be changing it. Yeah. Even if you have something that's been
0: around for five years. If you, if you just compile all your breakup jokes into one yeah. relationship and say, oh, this just happened with this one girl, mm-hmm. even though you've been picking yeah. your breakup jokes from the last 10 years or something like that.
4: Like that that can pertain in work and stuff like that. But yeah, no, doing like it's the joke that uh, like my uh, John is English for toilet. Like yeah. I can't fucking tell that joke. Right. Ever again, but yeah. it's all
2: about experience. You're not that same person anymore, no. so your drive and your fire is not behind those jokes. No, and if there's none of that, I don't care how great of an actor you are, you're not going to get the same response. Well, we was, know, we that's were, the problem. We were
0: we were talking about Russell Peters off the top of the show yes. and how uh, he's a guy that you don't like. You'll go and see, and you won't necessarily leave his show. Thinking that, well, I feel like I know Russell Peters, mm-hmm. the kind of guy that he is, right? And that's fine. You know, like a guy like, um you know, uh, Brian Regan. He's yeah. not like a, he's just kind of like a, a funny joke guy. Yeah. But do you want people to leave your show going, like, hey, I want to go have a beer with John Hastings or at least buy him one?
4: <sighs> yeah, they can buy me beer. I don't know if I want to talk to them. But that's um, the thing. is
0: like, do you want people to get to know you? A little
4: bit. Shit? I guess I, I more want them just, this sounds stupid, but I just want them to listen. I just like, this yeah. is my opinion on this stuff. And, I'm not trying to be like a Russell Peters or a Brian Regan, which are much more observant. And you know nothing about them, but reveal certain sides. But also just fucking not get lost in being like the comedian. Just be like, these are my opinions. Just have it be, for lack of a better a word, like an honest show and an honest, just sort of like, here are my jokes. Blah. blah. Like, um, like in the way like you, Bobby, who was on earlier. You leave watching Bobby set, and you you do kind of know a side of Bobby, but you don't know the whole. Sure. All of them, right. which I really enjoy, which is why he can get away with being just like some of the stuff he says is actually it's so dark. You shouldn't be laughing at you. Right. Fine. And I don't think I can do that. So it's more of just sort of like these are my opinions and maybe try and change of a couple of opinions or just sort of like, hey, this is a way to look at it. And sometimes I just like to sort of I don't know sort of try and find funny out of something that's not funny. Like, I have a joke about the economic situation as pertains to China, and I've never been more happy with myself when I wrote that, because I was like, oh, I actually found the driest way to make – like, the driest, shittiest, boring subject kind of funny.
0: Well, because there's, like, a fine line between, like, pretentious and, like, poignant. Like, you don't want to be preachy, but then, like, halfway through telling, like, a preachy sort of joke, you realize, oh, shit, and then, uh, oh, man, now I'm seeing, like, an asshole. Yeah,
4: well, it's, like, sort of the difference between, like, if you watch Bill Hicks' first special Sane Man – Yeah. How, like, it's, like, political stuff, relationship stuff, observation stuff, and you kind of, it's a full-rounded show, and then you see some of his later stuff, like, right before he died, and it's just, like, him yelling about Waco, but there's no jokes in there it's just yeah. he's selling it mm-hmm. but at
0: that point i think he kind of got to his sort of george carlin phase where people were kind of just going to see him yeah and listen to george you know scream and yell i mean like i love george carlin to the end but but like, even, near the I, end he wasn't so much of like the hey glass clowns kind of comedian from the that, 70s that's
4: true until his last special is such a return to that like joke joke yeah. joke joke because he did that special before with the 20 minute bit about suicide Yep, which is like it's funny for five minutes, but at a certain point, you're like, yo yeah, buddy, just stop it." Oh well, yeah.
0: Then we uh, another thing we were talking about before the uh, now you are going I away have and an you're making earlier. A, a big deal. You are making a big party out of like you leaving. You, yeah, are you, it's, are you it's, comfortable and secure with this? Yeah, it's, it's a time bomb that could go off in your face.
4: Yeah, it's more just I needed to run the show one more time to be completely honest, and yeah. I figured it's just a way to market it. Like, sure, it's, exactly. I, it's, it's it's being a bit of a whore. I'm completely and totally fine with that. Like, yeah, it's like. I'm not going to sit here and be like, well, I deserve to have a goodbye show. And, and So what if I'm throwing? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to try and get people to pay $10 mm-hmm. so that I can have an opportunity to do that show one more time. The, o-
2: the only problem with having a goodbye show, and I've always said this, or having a goodbye party, you better go.
4: Oh, yeah. No, no. Babe. Because
2: when you start, when you say that,
4: oh, it better fucking happen. I'm... I'm gone. I have, I'm have. i coming back for three weeks in January. Oh, see, you're done. Yeah, there I, you I, go. You no, I, my
0: family's here, Darren. Right, I need that's to fair, see that's them. Fair, that's fair. Um, we well, have to come back and do the show that when you come uh, yeah, back.
4: Yeah. Be the three Peter. Let you yeah. know how it's going. Either it's going to be stupendous or it's going to be just another Vodre hate fest. You know, me, me and hey. Frosty calling each other cunt. Hey. Uh, out over there.
0: That's right. <laughs> we'll reenact it. Yes. Yeah. I'll film That's it. Right. We'll put it yeah. on the YouTube. Yeah. And we'll flash um, reenactment underneath it.
4: But no, I totally agree. Like, I have to go and I have to not. Like, I, I literally am also doing it being like, you're going to go and you're going to stay gone for a long time. Right. like.
2: Part of me does stuff like that because then it forces me. I know I have yeah. to do it, right? Like part of the reason I do as many DVDs as I do is because that way I can put that to bed, and that forces me now to, to sit get a new down. forty-five yeah. minutes. Same thing. If you have a party saying I'm leaving, mm-hmm. you gotta leave now.
4: Yeah, and it's and it's like it's, it's like today. I was gonna try and work this joke in because I really was kind of proud, which is today trying to open a bank account in England. I felt like doing some of the things people think Darren does on stage. Mm -hmm. Like, just being... I just wanted to shit on a baby and punch a kitten. Like, it's so fucking frustrating. But I just... I need... I need to go and I've been talking about it for like 5 months I know, if I don't I, go Yeah after like, a while
0: you start like thinking that you're an asshole you Every time you talk about I'm going, already
4: well aware that I'm an asshole well, today, but... <laughs> as
0: we all three of us are yeah, yeah. aware that you're an asshole Thank no, you no, no, no. no we're all assholes in our own unique way but like when the more you keep saying it and you're not doing it the more you're like oh fuck I can I'm hating myself for saying this so much
4: Yeah and it's just I couldn't I just there's so many people and and you guys have been around a, uh, not a lot longer but a few more years than mm-hmm. I have You guys have all seen those people that said, you know, I'm six months. Oh, yeah. You'll see me in L.A. You can kiss my ass By Six months rolls around. You're like, I thought you were going to L.A. Yeah. Listen, a couple more months. I just got to, uh, I got this gig. It's, it's, guess what? $800. So I'm going to wait that one out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then, and it's like 10 years later and they're married with kids and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's. If you're it's, gonna go go. It's yeah. always a
2: thing of like when comics don't realize, they'll say that I've just booked this big thing or I'm doing a gallo this summer. I'm gonna be here in August. Yeah. Which is passed just for last. And I'll know whether you did a gallo or not. Don't tell me something you're gonna do unless you know hundred percent. Because if you think it might happen, you're gonna fuck yourself. Because I, that's how comics fuck themselves all the time. I oh. wish
4: I could I had a little bit of that, bro. I can't Oh,
2: I can't either. I can't oh. bring myself.
0: We'll hear more we'll hear more about it when you come back in yeah. January. Oh. We gotta we gotta wrap, yeah, we it, we gotta up. wrap so, it up. So what? Yeah, yeah,
2: unfortunately we're out of time. The whole you
4: episode we ran through do, a commercial. I do not allow this interview to be played. <laughs> I will talk to you both oh, on Facebook. You'll no. be hearing from my lawyers. Oh. Oh. And where can people find you, Mr. Hastings? Guys, you can go to johnhastingscomedy.com. You can buy my DVD online only. Yeah, I'm ripping off Darcy Michael, Louis okay. C.K. sorry. Yeah, uh, It's $5. Uh, or come to uh, my goodbye show, so I have to leave. July seventeenth at uh, the Rivoli at nine p.m. Uh, Thank you very much for coming. Thank Thank you you so
2: much, guys. It's been a blast. You guys were great. Cheers. Um, So we have to wrap it up, Dave. We don't don't have
0: any closing Uh, segments. Shit, is that what the Frank? Frank,
2: We got to do the. Do we have a closing segment or no? This is it. Oh, this is it. Oh, fuck. All right, so let's. We're gonna we're gonna wrap this up again. So then we'll move into the ending. All right. Thanks. Uh, thanks, John, for coming by. Uh, that is the end of the show. Uh, we want to thank our guests, John Hastings and Bobby Mayer, uh, for being here today. And we want to thank uh, Frank, our producer, and Victoria, our executive producer, for making us sound good. And also, we have new episodes on iTunes. Dave, right? What's going on there?
0: Uh, we'll be sending out the—I uh, think the Sean Collin and uh, Mike Danbra will be up us uh, in the next couple of days. Okay.
2: And uh, July 12th to 14th, the Grey Bruce Comedy Festival that I'm involved with is hitting uh, Port Elgin, Hanover, and Owen Sound. So go to Great It's brought to you in part by Sirius XM and Brick Breweries now on board. So please check it out if you're up north. It's gonna be three days of hilarity with Kenny Robinson, Alan Park, uh, Bobby Mare, who you heard tonight, and uh, three other great comics, uh, Pete Zedlacker also. So uh, check it out and that's it. Until next time, my is my website and my Twitter feed is Comedy Horror. and Dave.
0: I'm a Dave Martin World uh, uh Dave Martinworld.com and then my uh, Twitter handle is Dave Martin World as well, and I will be in the Ajax. Not Ajax, uh, the London Yuck Yucks by the time that this is on the air. So you can go. come and check me out in uh, London this week. Cheerio. Bye-bye. Don't be a show.